Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. The cost of voluntary payments for primary schools is something we hear about quite regular. But is your child's school asking for more payments after that? Elaine has gotten in touch with this show about an issue she has and she's on the line now. Good afternoon, Elaine. Oh, hi, Elaine. Oh, sorry. Hi, how are you? Hello. Sorry, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> no need to be nervous. It's myself and yourself having a cup of tea and a chat. Okay. Can you explain uh, why you got in touch with the show, Elaine? Um, yeah, well, obviously, obviously, can I just say in the beginning, in the scheme of everything that's going on in the world, it seems like a first world problem with all the things that are going on in Gaza and the atrocities. However, we have to live in the world we're living in. Absolutely. We live in Ireland and our children go to school in Ireland. And it is got to the stage now, while I know there's this expectation that basically Irish parents prop up the education system in Ireland and there's the whole grinds industry in secondary school. It is written in black and white in the Irish Constitution, Article 42, I think it's Section 4 if I was to reread it, that there is an onus on the state to provide free primary education in the Republic of Ireland. Now, the situation, I know I'm sure every school is different in what they're expected to pay for. Everyone's different depending on the locality, you know, the economic situation in their school, etc. But in my particular situation, where I currently live, um, I'm originally from Cork, um, it's getting out of hand. And it's getting out of hand to the point that there's no, you can't plan for it. Okay. A, a message just comes through and you're just expected to pay. Okay, well, you know, give us a, an idea of what sort of messages or what are you being asked right. for? Well, the most recent now is obviously in um, March this year, Norma Foley launched the new um, national primary curriculum. Yeah. Now that's been, you know, in development for the last six years. I'm sure it's welcomed by many parents across the country. That's fantastic. It hasn't been reviewed in years and years. It's more than overdue. However, from um, 2025, this when they, the intake of 2025, it will be mandatory in primary schools for children to learn an additional language. That's fantastic. It the is. Whole place is cry- the whole place is crying out for it for years. However, um, it is not mandatory in 2023. However, in my particular school, um, where, my, where my children attend, it has now come to our attention. The children have already been getting a particular foreign language there in third class. And it's from third class to sixth that this, uh, this um, the new rollout will apply to. Um, then from... So from September, they have been getting an additional foreign language. Okay. The children, in general, the children love it. My particular children in general very much enjoy it, look forward to it. None of that is the issue. We're two months in and out of nowhere, we suddenly heard, we, you know, every school has their own online payment system. Well, ours is out of nowhere, no consultation with parents, no pre-warning, nothing. We're suddenly expected to pay. I won't say the amount just yes, in case of anyone course. identifies don't, it. Yeah, but, don't expect yeah, you to. Yeah, but an amount of money, but an amount of money for this additional non-mandatory language. As I'm saying, it's not the language I have the issue about. It's the absolute lack of consultation with parents and also the expectation to pay. Now, there's other examples, but we happen to be speaking about the, the, the curriculum and about the fact that it was the, mm. um, the, the the language. But there's many other examples I could give in my particular school. Uh, there's so many auxiliary payments. If I was to send them to news talk or searchers and they look at them themselves, they'd be shocked. I'm paying uh, for the price of, uh, by stealth, pretty much like um, a junior primary school, um, you know, uh, private school fees, but by stealth over the course of the year. Now, not secondary, I want to hasten to add, it's Mm -hmm. not secondary school fees, but I'm paying at least a couple of grand a year 
on fees. A for couple say, of just grand one, a year. Easily, if I added up, if I added up, if I was to add it up. And now it's more the fact of the lack of consultation well, and the absolute exactly, expectation. Yeah, that's what I was going to uh, going to say to you. Is mm. this just a really poor communication job from this particular school? That that's number one. Yes, that definitely. the parents weren't <laughs> consulted. We are going to introduce this, which I think everybody will think mm. is a great idea. And by yes. the way, you'll have to pay X for it all in favour of this or who's not in favour of this or should we fundraise together yeah. collectively and the fundraising will offset the cost. I mean, this just sounds yeah. like it's very yeah. poor communication from the school to expect families just to Very pay. much so. Yeah, very much so. And it, as I said, I won't go into the details because there's so many other things, but there's so many auxiliary things in the school that, to be honest, speaking to like, like my own little box box of schools in various localities, a lot of this stuff is provided for free or it's not provided. Now, that's fair enough. But if it's being provided, it's part of the school the children attend. If it's an after-school service, we'll say that, we'll suck that up. But this is within the school day. There's numerous things now within the school day that you can't not pay for because if you don't pay for them, it is so obvious that you've excluded your child. And then the school will most likely come back and say, well, we need someone to supervise your child while they don't attend. I'm not talking now about religious or anything like that. These are just auxiliary, whether it be the tin whistle to whatever it may be. But we're expected to pay for within the school day. And my argument is we're sending our children to a free primary education state school. We should not be paying for one single thing from the hours of nine o'clock to to three o'clock. To the time they finish. Within that day. Now, if you want to pay for your child to go to, I don't know, after school check. Art classes or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. But it is absolutely ludicrous. And speaking to other parents in various schools, they're either not paying it or they're being given the option to opt out. And we are just routinely being just requested. And my kind of reason, the main reason I got in touch was, there seems to be this kind of um, a stealth kind of um, way of going about things in Ireland with primary schools and no one really speaks about what goes on. All of our children are supposed to be having a collective primary school experience, whether you're in Donegal, Dublin, Cork or, or Wicklow. But we're not. And no one can talk about it because everyone's like almost afraid. Afraid and and I would say yes, too, exactly. busy, too busy. Yeah, too <laughs> you know, busy They're coming at you. They're coming at yeah. you and you're just like, too oh, busy. it's another too thing. Too busy is a big thing. Too busy is huge because I've got a number of friends now and parents that I've spoken to in the last 24 hours that would be quite interested and are quite animated about the topic. But they're saying to me, oh, like Elaine, we just haven't got the time. We agree, mm-hmm. you're totally right. Yeah. But we haven't got the, the time. time we haven't got the time. You know, well, you know, Elaine, the problem. I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.